Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fish Tank Guy podcast. Uh, this is uh, November, what is it, November 30th? I said that I would do a podcast in November, and gosh dang it, I knew I was going to do one. And uh, it's the last day of November, so hey, it's still November, it counts, right? So I'm planning on doing another podcast in December, and that'll make it three months in a row that I have done a podcast. So go me. And go, the five of you who are listening, really appreciate it. So I have some cool updates in relation to the podcast. The first is if you are listening to this uh, listening to this on a mobile device, you might notice that I have a brand new podcast logo that is kind of akin to the fish tank guy logo, but is it it's its own you know podcast logo. It kind of has a similar looking fish with a, a different little flare on it there, if you know what I mean. So uh, that is really cool. And then the next cool part is I have intro and outro music, which is, you know, (laughs) really neat. Um, So every week I'll do a brief intro. I'll hit you guys with the intro music. We'll go into the podcast and then you will uh, get that little outro jingle there on the tail end of it. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast this week. Okay, so as I mentioned, today is Monday, November 30th. Uh, I'm doing a podcast at lunchtime here to make sure I get it out before the end of the month. Um, it's November. That means we're going into December, which is Christmas time. We just got through Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was uh, quite different this year for us. I don't know about for those of you listening, but we decided to do Thanksgiving, just the four of us. So my wife and two kids. We didn't really have anyone over. Uh, My parents stopped over the next day and picked up some leftovers. But uh, just because of the pandemic and where I'm at, the numbers are skyrocketing. And we want to make sure we take care of the, the older people in our family, which, you know, is a lot of our relatives, uh, aunts and uncles, parents, all that good stuff. So Thanksgiving was a little bit different. We still had a turkey. We had a 12-pound turkey. It uh, it went okay. Tur- cooking a turkey is very complicated. Um so some people are good at it, and I, I just I, I don't think I'm good at it yet. I think I'm not very good at it. I think that uh, I've tried to follow myself and my wife. We've tried to follow all of the various, you know, recipes and cook times and cook temperatures and different things like that uh, with little to no luck in terms of consistency. So we cooked the turkey. We checked it a half an hour early. The temperature seemed on point already. We put it in longer, uh, just to make sure we put it in for another half an hour. We pulled it out. We cut into it. It looked a little pink on the inside. And then we looked up that, you know, pink juice coming out of the turkey is fine it doesn't have to be clear which is a like apparently is a myth that the juice coming out of a turkey has to be clear so then we ate it and it seemed fine but maybe it was on a little like it was kind of on the dry side which means we cooked it too long so i don't know cooking a turkey is uh it's for the birds (laughs) uh that was a dumb joke Okay, 
So anyway, Thanksgiving was pretty good. Um, we actually have most of our Christmas decorations up this year. Um, when it comes to outside decorations, the last last year I did none. The year before I did some. This year we actually purchased some really neat LED uplights because we had a Halloween party in our garage this year because of social distancing and everything like that. So we bought these uplights that we used and we changed them. You can change them to different colors on your phone. Your phone can control up to four of them at a time. So I thought, okay, these are rated for indoor and outdoor use. I thought, hey, instead of trying to string a bunch of lights on the house, get out the ladder, all that stuff, you know, introducing a danger element of me falling off the ladder and potentially breaking my leg or my arm, why don't I try to use these uplights to see if they would look good on the house? And guess what? They look amazing. So I colored them green, red, green, red. Uh, four of them are across the front of the house. And they were 20 bucks a piece. And, you know, we've already used them for two events. I don't foresee them going bad or burning out anytime soon. So they're really awesome. So on the YouTube video of the podcast, I will put links to those products in the description so you guys can check them out. Um, if you are listening on one of your devices, maybe go over to my YouTube channel, find the podcast video for this episode, which is episode 19. And then I will put links to those products in the description because, you know, you see all the time people purchasing or renting up lighting for weddings. And, and typically to rent up lighting is at least $20 a light or more. And I bought these lights for $20 a piece and then I can use them whenever I want for whatever I want. And they add some really nice uh, atmosphere to an event or, you know, if you have them outside for your Christmas lights. So it's definitely worth checking out. So that's going well. We have our Christmas tree up this year. We have a, we got a rotating Christmas base. My parents got us a rotating Christmas base for Christmas this year. So it's kind of like a pre-Christmas gift so we can use it, you know, during the season. And it's super nice. The tree spins very slowly so you don't get dizzy or anything looking at it. And then you can put your ornaments all the way around and the tree looks looks very nice. You don't have like an empty spot on the back. And that way you can fit more ornaments of all the all the knickknacks and trinkets and glass bulbs and all that stuff you've collected over the years, which we have many of, so that's that's pretty cool. So other than that, hmm, what else is going on? I uh, I winterized the pool yesterday. It was 53 degrees outside on November 29th. That's incredible. So it was 53 degrees. I winterized the pool. I cleaned up the pool area. I picked up all the gosh dang floaties and blow up things that are left all over the place. Uh, I ended up throwing a couple of them out because they had some holes in them, so they were not going to survive another summer anyway. Most of those here, here's a here's a tip. Here's a tip for anybody getting a pool. If you are looking at buying floaty things, buy the most inexpensive floaty things you can possibly buy because they probably won't make it more than one season. They probably won't make it because you would think, oh, I bought a floaty, right? I'm going to sit on the floaty and I'm going to float around the pool and have my drink. It's going to be relaxing, okay? Well, if you have a family and you have kids, that's not what pool floaties are used for. Pool floaties are used for jumping on from outside of the pool when you're jumping into the pool. So you can only imagine 
the the havoc that that wreaks on a pull floaty in terms of holes and pinholes and all that other stuff. So if you have a pool and you're buying pool floaties, buy the cheapest pool floaties you can find or find them on sale. Uh, trust me, definitely. So, okay, let's move into the tank update portion of the podcast. Now, my fish tank topic of the week is not going to be a formal topic. Next next month, it's going to be formal. I'll give you, I'll tell you guys what the topic is going to be next month. The next month, uh, next month's fish tank topic of the week, or it should be, I guess it should be the month right now. Yeah, fish tank topic of the episode. We'll call it that. The fish tank topic of the episode in December is going to be Chemipure. It's going to be all about Chemipure, the variations, what it's used for, uh, if you actually need it, if it's worth it, and why you should buy it. It's gonna. I'm just going to cover the wide, the all the topics you can think of, all of the the questions um, and answers when it comes to Chemipure. Which, for those of you who are, are unaware, it is a form of chemical filtration that you use in your tanks. I'm not going to go much further beyond that. So the fish tank topic of this episode is going to kind of be a broader topic. It's not going to be researched. It's just going to be kind of an introduction to next month's topic. And it's going to be all about chemistry, chasing chemistry, t- uh, I would say chasing parameters, um, which is something that many people in the hobby do. And I feel that it, it only leads to headaches and frustration. Um, but I also understand the reason why people do it. So we'll talk about that a little bit at, uh, a little bit later on in the podcast. But first, we're going to do a tank update, which I failed to do the last podcast. Um, the BioCube is doing okay. Now, I've been neglectful of my tanks for some time. I will say that I'm starting to get better at it. I have done a pretty good job of changing water in the Fluval Evo every other week. BioCube is looking about once a month, but that's better than going two or three months without doing a water change. So I'm getting better. But the problem I'm having with my BioCube is I still am getting some green hair algae. I don't know if it's because of the lack of water changes or it's because of the lighting in the in the LED hood of the BioCube. I've been thinking for quite some time about getting an upgraded lighting kit for the BioCube, but they are a lot of money and they are a lot of work. They are less work if you spend more money. So then it's a lot of just a lot of money. But for a tank that's been okay that I know I'm going to struggle to keep up with, my question is, do I dump 200 to $300 into that tank or do I use that money for something else? So in terms of the BioCube, uh, the fish are all doing well. I've had two clownfish in there forever. They're still in there. They're doing well. Ron, my yellow watchman goby, is still in there doing well. My coral, mm, they're doing okay. My war coral, my fabia, it's suffered a little bit due to lack of water changes. I've got some some pieces of it have died off, but after a recent water change, it looks like it's going to start um, expanding again and growing again, which is good. Now, I recently added a member to the cleanup crew in that tank. I'm not going to spoil it because I'm going to use it in a new YouTube video, but it is probably simultaneously the worst and best 
cleaner crew addition that I've ever made to any aquarium. The reason being is because it does such a good job cleaning, but it's also kind of destructive to corals and potentially rock work. So I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming YouTube video. I'm going to try to be outputting videos once a week now. I do have a, a, a little plug here. I do have a Christmas giveaway going right now on the YouTube channel. I'm giving away a ton of stuff. I'm giving away some gift cards. I'm going to draw five winners, but you need to go to the video. You need to comment on the video. And then I'm going to draw the winners December 11th or 12th. So you have to enter by December 10th. So you have 10 days from when this podcast is posted to go and enter into that contest on my channel. So anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, Valcube giveaway. Oh, I'm going to try to uh, keep up with once a week videos because people have been saying, they've been giving me some feedback saying, we really like the videos on your channel, but the algorithm for YouTube doesn't pick you up as often because you're not posting enough which I get. So I'm going to try to do that once a week. So I have a video coming out, uh, not today. It'll be up Wednesday, middle of the day. And then I'm going to try to post once a week from there on out. But anyway, um, so that's a really interesting development in that bio cube. This cleaner crew member done wonders on cleaning the rock work and getting out some of that algae, but has also caused a lot of trouble. So I'll talk more about that definitely next podcast and also on a video on the YouTube channel. So uh, what else we have going on? Let's see. The, uh, hold on a second. Give me one second. <clears throat> I tend to talk fast on the podcast and then I run out of breath. Don't know why. I just do. So um, next tank is the Fluval Evo 13 and a half gallon aquarium actually getting warm here let's take off my hoodie i have a hoodie on because it's winter time okay that's better so my fluval 13 and a half gallon aquarium i'm actually sitting right next to it right now the lights are off uh it's doing okay um i have some issues with the tank the nuisance algae is gone all of the brown diatoms that kind of happen when you have a new tank those are all gone all the cyanobacteria is gone so that's good uh my diamond goby is still doing well. My black and white damsel is doing well. If you follow the channel, uh, my blue damsel didn't make it. That, but that was a few weeks back. So since then, everything is doing okay. Uh, the one thing that's really frustrating to me is I cannot get GSP to open in this tank. No idea why. GSP is one of the easiest corals to keep and maintain. And I just I can't get it to open. I've moved it. Uh, I've checked my parameters. I've, you know what I mean? I've parameter chased for freaking GSP and for some reason it won't open. I really want it to open because I want it to cover this individual rock that I have in the Fluval Aquarium because I think it would be really neat if the rock was completely covered with GSP, but I'm having a, a, a lot of trouble with it. And it's not due to lighting because there are people who have Fluvals with stock lighting that have GSP sitting on the sand bed in their aquarium and it's doing well. So I don't know what the deal is with the GSP. I've been moving it around a lot. I think that doesn't do it any favor. So I'm going to leave it in one place for a while and see if that helps. But gosh dang, it's so frustrating that I can't keep freaking GSP in this tank. Um, other than that, uh, things are looking pretty good. Uh, corals are not growing 
very quickly, but I'm not supplementing with anything. Right now, I'm just trying to maintain the tank, see how it does on its own without doing a lot of upgrades. I am going to start an upgrade series on my YouTube channel where I talk about the various things that I've added and changed, one of which uh, the first video is going to be about the return pump that I haven't even filmed yet. I haven't put the return pump in, but I do have a replacement that increases the gallons per hour but does not really increase the wattage used which is important for keeping the tank at a steady temperature so you guys will see that in the coming weeks on the channel okay as for the other fish tank updates i still do have i have the fish tank duplex on the other side of my basement not a lot going on with that i need to give those tanks a good cleaning and give you guys some updates on my channel in the coming weeks, but nothing really to report there. I have not been keeping up with them. I haven't added anything or changed anything. I actually made a big change to one of the tanks that I haven't revealed yet. So again, that'll be on the YouTube channel when I get a chance to clean it up. But let's just say I repurposed one of the two tanks. And uh, I'm very happy with the decision to repurpose it. So it's still there. It's still part of the same system. But you guys will know exactly what, I talk, what I'm talking about when I do reveal that um, on one of my videos coming up soon. So that being said, that is the fish tank tank update. Uh, moving forward, let's see. I do a brief video game update. Video games... Um, pretty consistent i really only play uh with my buddy i play fortnite and apex legends primarily apex legends for me he's a big fortnite fan so uh, we you know we get it we split the time between the two um right now i prefer apex uh currently on season seven new map is not my favorite really enjoy world's edge still but uh so that game is still fun to play and in terms of single player games i haven't played too much i took a look at gears 5 again the other day because they recently overhauled the entire multiplayer and the store and how you purchase things and i was just intrigued by what they did and i think they made a lot of good changes for that game i, th I think it might be uh, too little too late um, but hopefully they'll learn for the next gears game i know there's going to be at least one more and i think it should probably end i think Gears should probably end with gear six even if it's uh even if it's still a prop popular franchise <laughs> even if it's still popular um I think that it should probably end with the sixth game because, you know, you can only drag these series out so far. So either it should end or it should go on hiatus and they should take a break from the series and come back a few years down the road. That's at least kind of where I stand with uh, the Gears series right now. It's one of my favorite series of all times, of all time. <laughs> but just like TV shows, I've had TV shows that I really loved and I basically said to myself because i didn't tell anybody who mattered right they should stop this show soon before they start to lose ideas and then the show goes poorly right i would rather see a show or a, a form of entertainment end on a high note or end on a on a good note rather than kind of sputter out and end because nobody cares anymore if that makes sense so yeah those are the video game updates. I'm not doing a whole lot. I've uh, I recently started playing a game on Game Pass. I might have mentioned this last month called uh, New Super Lucky Tale. It's like a cutesy platformer. I think I did mention this. It's like a cutesy platformer, but it's free. It's very akin to like Banjo-Kazooie, which I played when I was a kid, and it's pretty fun. 
it's one of those games that I just sit down and I can just relax, you know, play for like half an hour, an hour, um, you know, feel a sense of accomplishment because it's not really that difficult of a game. And then uh, also just kind of, you know, like I said, I don't have to think too hard. I can just sort of relax and shut my brain off for a bit. So that game is pretty cool. So that's the video game update. Now, let's see. You know what I was just thinking? I should probably get a theme song for my five movie reviews. That'd be cool if I said like, okay, let's go into five movie reviews. And then I have like a little jingle play. That might be kind of cool. But anyway, uh, I don't have a jingle. So I'm going to do five movie reviews in five minutes or less. Right now I'm at around 20 minutes on the podcast. So I'm going to come in uh, probably right around half an hour this week, this month. (laughs) Gosh dang it. Uh, I'm going to come in around half an hour this month, which is exciting. Um, We'll see. Uh, I still have plenty of long windedness windedness in me. So give me, give me some chance. Give me an opportunity here. I'll, I'll, I'll blow past it. 30 minutes. No problem. All right. So, uh, five movie reviews. These are five newer movies. I know that on a lot of the recent podcasts, I've been kind of giving reviews for older movies, but all five of these movies came out this year they actually came out within the last two or three months. Okay. So the first movie is called horse girl. Sounds kind of strange. Was really strange. Um, it's about Al, uh, the main character is Allison Brie, who was Annie on Community, and basically it's about a girl who has mental issues. I believe. I think that part. It, it's it's a very strange film, in that you are sort of teetering between she has mental issues on one hand and the other hand is aliens exist so uh it's a very delicate balance and by the end of the movie they kind of give you an answer if it's one of the two but you're still left questioning if that is reality or not so it's definitely about mental instability on one hand and on the other hand there is a kind of underlying sci-fi element about it but uh i honestly wouldn't recommend it if you kind if you like indie type films weird movies maybe you would like it i gave it a c minus that means it uh wasn't even really worth watching once for me but uh, again if you like alice and brie or you like indie type movies it would be worth watching for you so c minus on horse girl uh, the next one is Borat, a subsequent movie film, which is Borat 2. I really love the first Borat movie. I thought it was hilarious. I thought all of the real-world interactions and interviews were really funny because he was interacting with real people, and a lot of the conversations were super uncomfortable, super awkward, um, just funny in general. Uh, the new movie is not bad. It's not great, but it's not it's not bad either. I gave it a B minus. I thought it had some really funny scenes, but not nearly as many funny scenes as the first movie. So if you were so-so on Borat 1, do not watch Borat 2. If you loved Borat 1, I think watching Borat 2 would probably be worth your time, right? It's only like an hour and a half or so, and it wasn't bad. So B minus on Borat 2. Okay, the next movie is called Love and Monsters. 
it has the main character from the Maze Runner in it. I don't know his name, unfortunately. It also has Merle from The Walking Dead. This is all about an apocalyptic world where monsters have taken over, kind of like alien-type creatures have taken over the planet, and humans have had, they've been forced to live underground for years and years and years. And basically, the main character, he wants to leave his stronghold, you know, bunker type place with the community that he has. And he wants to travel to another bunker to meet up with a girl, big surprise, that he is in love with. Um, but nobody has ever made a journey that far. So it's all about his journey to meet up with her. What I do here? I hit something funny here. What the heck did I do? I accidentally clicked something. There we go. Uh, so it's all about his journey to meet up with this girl, and he meets up with Merle from The Walking Dead, who's not Merle in this movie, obviously somebody else, but I don't know his, his name as an actor. Um, but it was actually pretty good. It's rated PG-13. It's an action movie. It's good for teenagers. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I gave it a B plus. Definitely worth watching. Check that out, especially if you have kids who are like 12, 13, 14. They'll probably really enjoy it. Uh, okay, I think I'm getting close to my five minutes, so I got to speed it up. Uh, next movie is called Happiest Season. This also came out this year. This is more of a Christmas movie. Uh, it's rated PG-13. Has Kristen Stewart and um, Mary St- Steinberger. Steinbergen. I don't know her name. Anyway, um, this was an interesting movie. This was basically the main character uh, is gay, and she's in a relationship with obviously her girlfriend oh Kristen Stewart's main character I didn't say that okay so she's in a relationship with her girlfriend and she goes home with her girlfriend for Christmas but on the way there her girlfriend reveals that she has not even told her family that she's gay yet so she ends up like introducing her as her orphan roommate like her (laughs) her roommate who doesn't have any parents so like her family like feels bad for her the whole time and they all like treat her like a wounded dog and they, they don't really take her seriously because they just see her as the roommate whereas Kristen Stewart is like fully invested in this relationship and uh oh and Dan uh, Dan Levy is in it too Levy or Levy from uh Schitt's Creek he's also in the movie so uh it's definitely worth checking out I thought it was funny I definitely went over my five minutes, sorry, and I'm not going to make 30 minutes now. See, I told you. Um, It's definitely worth your time in terms of being a good Christmas movie. There was a lot of good humor in it and a lot of, like, sincerity, too, in terms of there was a lot that was like, yeah, I could see this happening in real life. It seemed pretty realistic, too, which is kind of cool. Okay, and the last movie is a movie called Run. It stars Sarah Paulson. Um... She is the mom of a girl in a wheelchair. She homeschools her daughter. And all I will say is that her daughter starts to become suspicious of her mom's intentions. Okay, I don't want to give away any more than that. Now, I thought this movie was really good. I gave it a B plus. However, I would have given it an A had I not watched the trailer ahead of time. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have not seen the movie Run yet, you like thrillers, it's rated PG-13, so it's not too gory or anything like that, but if you like thrillers or movies that keep you on the edge of your seat, maybe just look up 
like the summary, like read this, like a brief summary of the story on IMDb, but do not watch the trailer. If you watch the trailer, the trailer gives way too much, gives away way too much. And that's the reason why I gave it a B plus instead of an A, because I kind of already knew what was happening. If I didn't know what would, what was happening or what was going on, I would have given it an A. So uh, a big old fat thumbs down on the trailer for that movie, but a big old fat thumbs up for the actual movie itself. So go check out Run, really excellent. B plus, quick rundown, Horse Girl, C minus, Borat Two, B minus, Love and Monsters, B plus, Happiest Season, B and Run, B plus. So there are the five movie reviews, and that was about eight minutes. Sorry. Okay. On with the podcast. All right. So, um, as I said, I'm just, this is going to be very brief. So I am going to come in under 40 minutes. This is going to be two or three minutes. I'm just going to talk about this in terms of fish tanks. Now, a lot of people, they chase parameters. I don't know how you guys listening to this feel, but I think that chasing parameters is probably not a good way to maintain an aquarium. I think if you have a very advanced aquarium and you have a lot of SPS coral and coral that are very finicky um, and require a lot of maintenance, then I can understand chasing parameters. But I think that basically you essentially just need to focus on some of the, the standard things to do when it comes to maintaining a reef tank. So there are some parameters that you definitely need to pay attention to. The first is going to be your salinity, right? Your salt level. The second is going to be ammonia and then your nitrites and your nitrates. Those are the four most important things that you need to periodically check in your tank. Now, a lot of the other parameters and a lot of the other uh, nutrients, chemicals, whatever you want to call it, chemical compounds, right? That you find in an aquarium, you can kind of gauge those based on how your aquarium is doing. Now, I see why people chase parameters. I started doing it with this fluval tank. I told you guys that I'm having issues with my GSP. Now, if you have any suggestions for me in terms of getting GSP to open up when it's not, you know, please leave a comment somewhere on my YouTube channel. I have a Facebook channel now or a Facebook page, I should say. Um, but leave a comment, let me know. But when I was having issues with GSP, I'm still having issues with it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm having issues with GSP and the rest of the tank seems to be doing okay. Things look all right. Corals are not closed. Corals are open. I don't have a lot of algae. So naturally, I started thinking maybe something is off. And I started parameter chasing. I started testing everything I could think of. pH, phosphates, calcium, checking it all, right? And I realized at the end of the day is that most of my parameters are exactly where they should be. And for the ones that were off, they weren't off by very much. I did, my salinity level was a little bit high in the Fluol Evo, so I'm glad that I did I did test it and check it, so I brought that down a bit. 
But other than that, uh, again, but salinity is one of the main the main ones, right? Salinity is one that I think you should test periodically. Salinity, ammonia, nitrite, nitrate. Those four I think you should check periodically. But other than that, I mean, it's all about doing regular maintenance on the tank, performing consistent water changes. When you perform a water change, you replace a lot of the nutrients in the water in your reef tank. Now, the reason that I say that people who have SPS and, you know, finicky coral, coral that demands a high level of maintenance, that's because those corals suck the nutrients out of the water a lot faster than easier to keep corals like softies and LPS corals. So if you are a beginner and you have softies and you have LPS coral, even if you have like a Monty, which is an SPS, but if you have a moderate amount of coral in your tank, don't parameter chase. Don't go out and buy a bunch of chemicals to put in your tank. Don't go out and buy a bunch of supplements to put in your tank. Start out with the basics. Now, a lot of this is geared towards people who are just starting a reef aquarium or are thinking about starting one because what you can what you'll see when you're online is a lot of oh man. Here we go again. A lot of the experts, right? A lot of the experienced reef keepers will tell you that you need dosing pumps and you need all of these test kits and you need to test these things every week and you need to regularly dose your tank. Guess what? You don't have to do any of that, especially if you're starting out with easy-to-keep coral. You know, the, the reason that I don't like that people promote those methods of fish keeping is because it's a big deterrent to people who just want to give it a try. And a lot of people who are very experienced think like, you know, uh, you, you gotta have you gotta have this crazy expensive chalice coral in your tank, and you have to have these hyper expensive, you know, zoanthids and and all these special named coral. You need to have those in your tank to have a good tank. It's not true. I've seen absolutely gorgeous tanks that are filled with softies and LPS coral. I mean, my BioCube when I kept up with it and it was clean and I didn't have my algae problem. That thing was awesome. And, and look, I, when I say don't parameter chase, I, when I look at the BioCube now, I know exactly what the problem is. The problem is I don't keep up with doing my regular maintenance. It's not because my parameters are out of check. So, you know, once you're in the hobby a little bit of time, you'll know why things are not going right especially if you're keeping a lot of easy corals. So I guess this is kind of my PSA for the week, which is public service announcement. I guess my PSA is, again, if you're a beginner or you're somebody who's starting out in the hobby or you're keeping a tank that has relatively simple, easy-to-keep coral, do not parameter chase. Leave it alone. Test your standards, right? Salinity. I ain't even going to say the list again. Check those things. Make sure those are in line. You'll get to a point where you need to check that stuff maybe once a month. Not even once a week. Once a month. I check that stuff once a month 
For a smaller tank, you'll want to check a little more often. But for like BioCube, 30-gallon tank, once a month is fine. Once a month is fine. So, uh, yeah, don't be dissuaded. Is that a word? I don't think that's a word. Dissuaded? Dissuaded? Is that a word? Sounds funny. Now that I say it more than once, dissuaded. Sounds like I made it up. Uh, Don't be deterred. There we go. (laughs) Don't be deterred from starting a reef tank. When you see all these people with all these chemicals and all these test kits and, you know, dosing and A and B doses and calcium and magnesium and all this stuff, don't, don't be, don't be deterred by all that. You can start a fish tank. You can have a really nice reef aquarium with softies and LPS and never worry about any of that. So that's my PSA for the week. I will now get off my soapbox. Okay. All right. Let's do, um, why don't we do our fish of the episode? It was the fish of the week before. Can you believe at one point that I thought I was going to do this podcast every week? I must have been out of my gosh dang mind. Okay, so this is the uh, fish of the episode. I'm going with the coral beauty angel fish, which is which is a really interesting fish because it's called coral beauty, right? Coral beauty, but it's not necessarily reef safe, which is weird. Okay, so coral beauty angel fish up on Live Aquaria, they sell a small one for $35. So you're looking at like a moderate investment in a fish here. Care level is easy, temperament semi-aggressive, uh, omnivore, reef compatible with caution. Okay, minimum tank size 70 gallons. I think that's a little high. Max size four inches. Uh, water conditions, pretty much typical water conditions. So here's an overview, okay? Very common on the Great Barrier Reef. The coral angel, coral beauty angelfish is also known as the two-spined or dusky angelfish. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. I thought somebody was coming downstairs. The body and head are a deep royal blue highlighted with an iridescent orange to yellow. The coral beauty angelfish is one of the easiest angels to care for, okay? Then it goes on. So let's go down to the customer testimonials, my favorite part of looking up fish on Live Aquaria. Candy V from Washburn, Wisconsin says, The gorgeous velvet-like colors of this fish cannot be captured in photos. Very active, personable, and hearty. Kevin C. from Tampa says, Absolutely beautiful. No picture does this fish's color justice. Great personality. It is my most energetic fish in the community. It ate Formula 1 and Formula 2 instantly. Uh, let's see. Nick B. from New Jersey says, The Coral Beauty Angelfish is one of my favorite fish in my marine tank. I recommend this fish for beginners because they will eat almost anything you put in a tank and are a hearty fish. They also like an aquarium with lots of hiding places. I wanted to see if any of these people mentioned nipping at corals. Let's see. Oh, this guy says, uh, my favorite doesn't pick at any corals in my tank. I have SPS, LPS, and soft corals. He is an aggressive and has tons of personality and also seems to be very smart. Highly recommended. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, so 
let's see. No fish will ever no <laughs> no fish will ever do this photo justice. You know what I mean? My beauty has great personality. Uh, she has discovered how to ride the current. She provides us with hours of entertainment, easy to care for, and brings vibrant color to our fish only with live rock tank. So those so those people don't even have coral. But yeah, so the coral beauty angelfish is a really pretty fish. Some people have problems with it nipping at coral. Uh, I actually didn't see that in the reviews, so maybe it's not quite as prominent as I thought it was. Um, but... Yeah, it's just something to be aware of if you try to keep that fish. They might nip at coral. So if you get one, you just want to pay attention to it, I guess. So that is the fish of the episode. We're coming in right around 40 minutes. Good for me. Lights just came on in my Fluvolivo tank. I love having this tank next to my desk. It's really cool. I'm getting the phone call. And um, yeah. So, uh, once again, I am the Fish Tank Guy. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the intro jingle. I'll play the outro jingle in a minute here. I've got the new logo. Please follow me on social media. I'm the Fish Tank Guy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My handles on both of those are Real Fish Tank Guy. And then I also just recently started a page on Facebook. You should be able to just find it under the Fish Tank Guy. So follow me there on Facebook. Obviously, check out my YouTube channel if you get an opportunity. Stay tuned. I'm going to be posting videos, trying to post videos weekly over the next few weeks. And then next month, I'm going to be doing another podcast in December there, hopefully before Christmas. And I will give you guys some, uh, I'll do Christmas theme on movie reviews because we are, we are deep into watching Christmas movies right now in this household. So, uh, that's all I've got. Thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate all five of you. And hopefully the podcast is giving you some nice entertainment on your way to work or when you're driving around or when you're just hanging out. And obviously, if you guys have any feedback or any requests, anything anything you'd like to hear me talk about on the podcast, please let me know. You can uh, shoot me a comment on any of those social media sites or also on the YouTube video. I do post this podcast on YouTube. So uh, that's all I've got. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you are staying safe. Hopefully you're getting excited for Christmas. It might be a different looking Christmas this year. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you guys later. Peace.